This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Ticket Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Moonfall. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the oscillating, vacillating, totally encapsulating, capillary, gland-loving, vein-throbbing, purse-pounding, purse-snatching, snatch-person, Justin Waddell. What's up? Man, what an intro. Nothing. That's what's up. Nothing's going on. Nothing's going on in the country tonight. Are you joking? Is there something going on? Yeah, the Supreme Court, there's some leaked, leaked, uh, um, it doesn't, you know, abortion on the chopping block. You haven't read it? Tw- Twitter's kind of going off on it. I women's, be. women's rights under attack. You know how it goes, Nick, in this country, as usual. I thought you were talking about something big, because I know that there's also a new episode of Pawn Stars going on. Oh yeah, that was uh, that's, that was also trending. How about you? How are you doing? Fine, man. I'm catching up on the on the stories that I've missed. Trying to keep it all milky and clear. My daughter finished her high school experience. Oh man! So she was home today for the first time, and uh, it was very strange. All is all is good. I'd I'd say you know. Is she is she uh, happy to be finished, or is she feeling a little nostalgic for? Not at all. Not at all nostalgic. She's no. She uh, doesn't. She holds a good percentage of the Deep South in, in contempt, and she's ready to be away from some of those people. Where's she going to school? Uh, on the waterfront. North, north, north no, part no, of the even, even further south. And, and <laughs> she'll be busy learning about the sea. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and congratulations to her. Congratulations to your family. Congratulations to me, honestly, because I know you. So I feel like part of it, <laughs> you know, I met her when she, I, you know, I remember when she was born. And so I feel in a way I'm part of her story. You know, yeah. You know, I've, I've led to the helped lead to the success. You know, you're welcome. It's fi- finally, somebody graduated high school. Finally, how much are, are, is the reason that she's allowed or enabled to to go to college is because our podcast is so successful, raking in the dough. We don't know where to spend it. You know, where how, we got to find places to put the cash. Well, we're in it for the money. It's a, it's definitely a, a a lucrative market to be in. It's people do have do people do have money making podcasts, but uh, I was watching some uh, YouTubers playing poker the other day, and those people really, you know, like these kind of these gamers, these these pranksters, they they really are rolling in the dough. It's um, embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's so, embarrassing. is there a fifty year? Is there like a fifty year old streamer? Like you know, like a that's raking in super cash? Is that you, should I pivot? You didn't, you didn't let me finish. It's embarrassing <laughs> that you were watching it. It is bad. Like I watch, I watch poker sometimes on 
YouTube, and one of the things I watched featured these guys. I, I fast forwarded through it, but it it was a big. Um, it sucked. Let's be honest. It wasn't great, but I watched it. YouTube, man. Who would have thought that that would turn a bunch of people into raging assholes? <laughs> it's a, we're we're too old for we. You know that's not part of our um, our thing, man. We don't follow these streamers too too closely. You know, I don't at least. Maybe you do. No, I think it's embarrassing to look at them. Mr. Beast, Ninja, uh, Doc, of, Doc, Doc Grabbins. I love uh, Sniffletusk. Bill Harmonic. Yes, Sniffletusk is good. Sniffletusk isn't bad. Yeah, Burial Plot. Yeah, Pork Pie Melvin. Oh, Pork uh, Pie Melvin. Yeah, he's still in there? He's yeah. still in the game? Yeah, Susie Plebeian. Yeah, Ed. <laughs> now, Ed does sound like a 50-year-old streamer, you know. <laughs> Eugene Arrowwood. Oh, he's a sweet one. No, he's from the movie. He's from Moonfall, my friend. Very oh, in the lead. Mm -hmm. No, but no, things are fine. We're doing it. People are just blown away. I was at the state capitol today, mm -hmm. and uh, I got pulled aside by a handful of fans who were just hanging out there in case I showed up. Oh, man. Yeah. You gave them a little thrill, and they were... they were. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. Hey, we got to do, do a shout-out to some of our fans who... Didn't dodge, Nick. They didn't dodge COVID. Let's hear it. Two of them I'm thinking of. Poopy. Uh-oh. She didn't dodge. And Blake. Okay. Blake as well, dodge. huh? Those are Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. They didn't dodge. And you know what? I think they're doing okay, I hope. I I, I feel like, I know Blake is. I hope, you know, Poopy is as well. You know, our, our hearts seriously go out to them because that sucks to get to get COVID. But at least... They got it late in the game. You know, hopefully they were protected against, you know. I'm sure they were. So we got to send a shout-out, Nick. Well, did they trace it back to the liberal media that gave it to them? Or? How are you doing? With, are you are you still dodging yourself? We haven't talked about this for a while. We got Actually, we went on a trip together a little bit, like just, you know, a day trip. But I felt like I was getting dodge. I felt like I was getting COVID all day, to be honest. When? The, during, the, <laughs> during the day trip? <laughs> I felt like, no, not from you. When we were at the yeah. casino, I felt like I was getting COVID from everyone. Well, that's a, that's probably a pretty good place to get it, but I think we dodged, like, from what I could tell. I didn't have any symptoms. I'm not feeling bad. Come at me, COVID. I'll be honest. Really? Come at, yeah. come at, come at me. Wow, that's because cold, man. Because there, there are people that I don't think could sustain a visit from COVID. I think I could. Zaman. So I'm going to be like... Uh, Father, you know, Father Karras, you know, enter me. Uh, oh. Yeah, spare the child. You would, you're, and then you would hurl your, hurl, hurl, I can't say, hurl yourself on the COVID stairs. Is that what? 100%. Yeah, I'd go kicking and screaming down the Georgetown steps uh, as a, uh, you know, sort of an ambassador for justice and, and the sanctity of uh, the innocent. What do you think of that plan with old Father Karras? Flawed. Yeah, I'd say, I don't know if that really messes the devil up too much, does it? Or it's not de the devil; it's uh, so to speak. It's uh, Pizazu. Whatever. What is it? Pizuzu. Pizuzu. And uh, she, did... she was, by the way, mm -hmm. she was good in Deadpool too, wasn't she? Pizuzu beats pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying that I, I'm not surprised that Exorcist Two happened. Because I don't think that the, that doesn't, doesn't disrupt too much, right? That in, in fact, Kara survived. They both they both survived the stair fall. Who did the, the fall into the stairs? Karis? Did he not? He's destroyed. 
I thought he was De- fine. No, the devil, sure? I thought he was fine. Yeah, the didn't de- he just have a broken leg? The devil wins always. I thought they showed him at the end of the, in a huge leg cast, and he was like, got him. And then he looked down, and then the, he looked down, and there was one signature on the cast. It was <laughs> Pizzazzo. I can't say his name. I can't say it. <laughs> it would have been such a good joke, but I can't, I can't get there. I think... Uh, what is it? What is it again? Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Like like Zuzu's pedals from It's a Wonderful Life. That's how I remember it. Uh, another... Amen. And wasn't... Didn't, didn't somebody use that name in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or something? Zuzu? Or Zuzu's pedals? Yeah, I think so. It may not have been the stairs that killed him. You think he died on the way down? No, I think he may have... I mean, the stairs certainly were a, were part of... If you were doing a, a forensic study on the, the body of the once-alive father, Karis... You'd mm-hmm. say the steps were one of the uh, injuries that he sustained, but he died not of blunt force trauma, mm-hmm. but of being a little bitch mama's boy. Little ass mama's boy. Damn, he died of embarrassment. Is that what Getting you're saying? Freaking rope of dope by Pazuzu with his mama as the bait. What a puskator. I mean, like, you think <laughs> maybe maybe the steps was the best thing that could have happened to that wuss ass wuss. <laughs> I mean, I've hurt myself on stairs before. I, I feel like a kind of a, a link to people who who fight the devil. Off not as much. I... Not as much as mm-hmm. Medusa has, though. What do you mean? She's hurt more people with stairs than <laughs> big time. I think Medusa ever was like embarrassed about anything. You know how like you're, you're yeah. kind of suggesting. You think she ever got embarrassed? Yeah, she's coming out of the bathroom. She said, I just dropped a Medusa. I mean, do you think that she ever got insecure about the snakes in her hair? Do you think that she always thought that was cool or is like something that she tried to hide? I think she was proud of it. Also, every, every once in a while she'd have a bad snake day, right? So good. That was a joke from Mythopolis. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh... Mythopolis. R.I.P. And, and Medusa, and, and, you're, and this is a, a comic book and movie thing you were working on, original idea with a friend of yours, was Medusa one of the, if I remember, was she cool? And yeah, she, she was, was a cool, rom- right? She was a love interest. She was romantically. She was a love interest. Yeah, okay. She's a badass. It's one of my very few projects that didn't happen, so. I still am rooting for that one. It's been a while, but I know I you have, said it's it's kaput, but I, I think you should bring it back. I have a lot of the artwork on my Facebook, so it's all up there. But guys, we've been beating around the old proverb. It's a movie microscope, folks. The show we zoom in. We work out with the rummy champion. We wax moetic. We dig a dick. We bake out. Stand up near the waterfall. Have the audacity of the Pope. We move weight. We weight like a murderer, man. We murder out. Stiff arm the king of the sky. Shake the laughter like chains. Break free of the stalk. Touch a body with romanticized remote eyes. Grease it up. Watch a film. Side what makes a break. Share with the likes of you. Just we're talking about the water horse. We're talking about the scene where Brian Cox breaks his coccyx sternum and shoulder vertebrae and <laughs> hip trying to do a fucking Yellowstone stunt on that fucking sea dragon. <laughs> Talk about the little moments, man. And today's movie was pitched as imagine all the little moments coming at you. I think Brian Cox ever rode a skateboard in his life? I bet he has. I, li- I just did his autobiography. It was he mentions, mentioned. Did he mention any kind of like surfing or skateboarding in that? He said he was one of the uh, early adopters of the uh, Segway. He actually threw his in the trash because he took it to the funeral and it segued him right into the body. Yeah, so, you're joking, or did he actually talk very, about Segway? Very embarrassing uh, moment for Brian Cox, segueing into a body. Yeah, I'm, I'm not making it up. <laughs> well, I thought maybe he mentioned that he was a Segway fan. That, I didn't think he 
segued into a body at a funeral. I thought maybe you were making that part up. Can you imagine Brian Cox on a Segway, first of all? I'm it's trying a, to imagine him on a skateboard. That's true. Either, it, it's, either a win, win. it's a win-win. Yeah. It's hard to imagine him in, in most situations that I haven't seen on screen. Like, it's hard to imagine him in the backseat of a car. Yeah, I don't, a tough I don't, one for me. Even though he has a lot of scenes in helicopters and cars on succession, I don't think of him as mobile. I know, yeah. Climbing a tree, in line, inside an Arby's. You know, like, it, it's just hard to picture him in places. And he is kind of down to earth when you hear him talk, too. Yeah, like carrying a molded plastic tray out of the cafeteria. Sledding. It's tough to imagine. Fierce hopscotch game. Jumping some fucking rope. Playing doing, pinball. Singing a poem while doing a jump rope routine. Wearing high socks. Drinking Mountain Dew Code Red. And he actually is, this, isn't he the spokesman for McDonald's? Like, isn't that, it's one of the things he slings, right? Uh, maybe. I hope. Yeah. I can't picture him in a McDonald's, but he definitely voices uh, the, their commercials. Well, he is Scottish. Let's zoom in. Nice so, early uh, zoom. Nice early zoom here. Tell me about your relationship with today's feature, Moonfall. Well, you asked me to watch it. That's my relationship. I, I would not have. <laughs> well, no, of course not. Not, my relationship was I. It's one of those movies I felt sad about because I I kind of like the cast and uh, I certainly like the cast and it came out and just it just died. It didn't do well and it was one of those movies that feels like it was set up to to make a couple million you know hundred million worldwide. It did not make even one of those. It had to be a cold splash of water on Roland Emmerich's face. To see just how much it got its ass kicked by Gia Storm, his ex-partner's directorial debut, which is another mind-bendingly intelligent science fiction doomsday film. Yeah, I wonder if they, I guess COVID probably hurt this one. Is that what they're saying? It came out this year, though, so were people still hesitant, I guess, to jump back in theaters? Because this is pre-Spider-Man. $70 million um, of the $146 million budget came from external sources. So they had to pocket some change from this guy and from this guy, that guy, yeah. taking all, all sorts of weird money from people. A lot of logos before this movie starts. This is moon propaganda, Nick. Anyway, so I don't have much relationship. I wasn't excited to see this one. And Nick, I know you, I think, kind of were excited to see it, right? For the reasons you would expect. I mean, first of all, we have to do every movie. That's true. Definitely want to bank this one. I'm always elated when something like this happens because at its best... There is the outside chance that there's going to be some gems that come out of it. And at its worst, it's going to be fun to watch just a steaming car crash. Emmerich obviously has made some pretty important movies over his career. He couldn't even get it out. You stumbled on it, didn't you? I started thinking about that Shakespeare movie, and I started getting a little, little heave inside. <laughs> what was it called? Young Charlotte. Well, I don't know. Stick, what was it called? Stick, stick, stick. Roland or something was it no, named it was after like, himself? No, it was like configurator. It's like a word. It's a it's a word that's like confiscator or the, the confounderfitter, the contender, the communication. You know? I think you're close. Benefit, stagit. You keep saying it, and I'll tell you. Anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah, that's what it is, right? I knew I'd get um, there. Stagit is like my gateway drug. Um, and uh, wasn't it Reese fans? Isn't wasn't he the star? Or am I wrong? If it's a hit, of course. Risa fans? I thought it was a young guy that started. Maybe I'm wrong. Anonymous came out uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. So David Th 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 Thulis. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's in it. Right. 
uh, race or whatever. What, what is it? Rice? I don't know. Racing fans. Isn't there a young sexy? Race. though? I said a right first and I immediately forgot. Huh? Didn't, didn't he hire a young sexy for it though? Isn't there a young sexy guy in it too? Somebody who was supposed uh, to come become a star and then oops. Jamie Campbell Bauer. Probably that dude. Yeah, this this is a lot of um, yeah. I haven't recognized too many names here. But Vanessa well, Redgrave and Jolie Richardson, both both uh, accomplished actresses. Related. The yeah, I think they are actually. He's Lewis, pretty good. He is weird because he's either oh, Rafe Spall's in there. I like I like uh, Tim. Spall. Yeah, I like Rafe. Tim Spall, his dad. They're not related. David Thewlis is a guy who he's he's sometimes a prestige actor and sometimes a nightmare to look at. He wanted to be Gary Oldman or he wanted to be one of those guys, but he just doesn't have it. I mean, he's been he's a good actor. He's been in some great shit. He has been. He was in he was in Fargo. He's in Naked. Remember the Naked by uh, Mike Lee. Mike Lee. He was in Big Lebowski. He's in uh, Wonder Woman. He was in uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, he's the baddie in Wonder Woman. He was an Island of Dr. Moreau, yeah. He, he was in Thulis Boy Scout. He was in... Um, he's in Thulis with uh, Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> right. It's, he was anyway. the lead character in How to Train Your Dragon. Great. <laughs> All right, so, I'm, so let's talk about Roland Emmerich. The guy you think is, you know, Moon 44, Star, Stargate, right? Day mm -hmm. After Tomorrow. Independence Day. And I want to say this up front about him. What I like about Roland Emmerich, I think is it's an important for a, a thing I wish more directors would do, is doesn't copy himself. Like, he never repeats things. Like, he is just, every movie is just, you know, it's like someone sprayed Febreze up in this. Godzilla. You know? The Patriot. He did do The Patriot, didn't he? He worked with Melly Gibbs. As I was watching this movie, I had a revelation. Mm -hmm. This is his Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> I had a revelation as well. No longer just satisfied by causing CGI destruction within his films. He now demands that the movie is also a huge, devastating <laughs> pile of destruction when it comes out. It causes harm to investors, movie <laughs> studios... Anyway, I'm sorry. What was? Please explain your theory here. Grand Budapest Hotel is a distillation of everything Wes Anderson had done leading up to it. You think so? Moonfall is Roland Emmerich. Just it's he's going. It's like the it's the that's what I call music, you know, collection of all of his movies in one form. He took everything. He's like I'm putting I'm putting a big old exclamation at the end of my tenure as a you know blockbuster filmmaker, mm -hmm. taking everything I got. And, and person it out. Okay. I You know, did you see on Twitter this week that, I think even yesterday, Wes Anderson was trending because some, I mean, I don't know her. I, I imagine some, I guess we could just round up to an idiot, uh, said that Wes Anderson had, um, she had watched the French French Dispatch and decided that he had fascist tendencies in his film films. You know, and that was, that got him trending. That got her, that got her, um, you know, ripped to shreds as well. But yeah. did you not see that? You missed out? I, yeah, I totally missed out. And you know, you know, Grand Budapest Hotel, that's a huge, that's a huge movie that just, you know, he, he's so in love with the fascists in that movie, you know. Big fan of the the bad guys in, the, in that movie. Anyway. I was talking to somebody a couple weekends ago uh, who loves Wes Anderson films. And hated the French Dispatch, and I, I, I said, buddy, how? What about that movie? Threw you for a loop about Wes Anderson? It's like yeah, if, you, if if you like Wes Anderson, if you're a fan mm -hmm. of Wes Anderson, 
that is mother's milk. You know, you can just not like his films. I think that that's it's okay just to say I don't this is not for me. I don't like it. You know, and, and certainly you can deep take a deep dive critically, you know, certainly do your work, put your thoughts on it, but don't you know to stretch out, try to make the grand statement, you know. It's like if you order Domino's seven days a week, right? You yeah, can't on, on Saturday on Saturday you can't say, ah, that pizza that that pizza was awful. That exact mm. same pizza I just had. Anyway, Twitter Twitter's a little ridiculous. Let's just say that. But my but, eyes are glued. Hey, salvation's coming, baby. Elon Musk, Elon Musk, who gets some major love in this movie, uh, which also hard to stomach. But you know, the one saving grace is that at least not a lot of people saw this one, so then they, they don't get to hear John Bradley two times in this film say he loves Elon. And then he says, "What would Elon do in a, in a mm-hmm. sequence?" This movie will find an audience. It's about to become once it kind of saturates into the market, it'll get in front of people, and it's gonna it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna pick up some fans. Yeah, I, I don't know how much. It's a tough sit. Like I, I, you know, there's some obviously things in it that are okay. I think John Bradley in particular, I, I liked watching him. But it's it's a pretty dire film. Like I'm not trying to review it, but it, it's a tough one. It you, should be better because the moon's the moon has AI up in it. I, I will get to that. I, John Bradley is great for this. Mm-hmm. It's also great having after seeing the movie and then finding out that it was going to be Josh Gad in that. Yeah, role, he couldn't do it. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it made me feel even better because I don't know. You talk about a tough sit. You add Josh Gad to a tough sit. Yeah, it's you know Gad would have been fine, I think. But I there's John Bradley so likable. He was on you know obviously Game of Thrones playing Samuel Tarly. Zoom in on his yeah. character's name. He lives. He, he lives. didn't die. Best buds with uh, Jon Snow. They're the same and, person, by the way, Josh Gad and uh, Bradley. The only difference, same like, person. I mean, they're they're identical as far as they're you know they look similar. They kind of act. They have a similar persona. The only John Bradley is quite a bit younger. Well, okay, right. Mm -hmm. I think John Bradley is what happens if you're Josh Gad and nobody hugs you. What do you mean? That's what separates them. I think Josh Gad has been hugged a lot and given a lot of love over the years by his you know a lot of confidence. Maybe some of it unfounded. A little too uh, quick, uh, quick to the jump, reuniting fuckers. You know. (laughs) Did that stop? He must have. He stopped reuniting people, huh? He started getting hired again. Oh, that's what. That's what. That's why you listeners, all these new podcasts that you're hard over, watch, watch as your beloveds start getting torn away by people wanting them for things. You know, need being needed. That's never gonna happen to us, guys. I'm saying we're never. You don't have to worry about us being wanted. Mm-mm. We're here. We're not, gonna, we're not gonna get pulled away by greener pastures. Now this podcast is is that character in those movies where like a, a person goes back to their old hometown after twenty years away, and the town drunk is still sitting in his seat, ugly as fuck, you know, emaciated but fat at the same time. That's the movie Microscope. <laughs> Talking about William Devine rocking back and forth. Yeah, so this movie, Nick, uh, starts off uh, in Jan- was, wait, uh, January. Wait, was, was he the star of the ruins? Who? William Devine. What did I say? What, what's his real name? I knew it was wrong. William Devane. Devane. William Devine. I knew it was wrong. <laughs> I kept thinking to myself, is it not William? Of course it's not William Devine. I'm I'm getting old. Like It's it's kind of getting worrying. You're actually. probably just thinking about the movie that this reminds you of. Waking Ned well, Devine. That could... <laughs> is this one of the best moon-themed movies you've ever seen? 
No. Let's just put it up there. Is it, it's, is it even a top 10 moon movies? No. Two Moon Junction is better. Moon over Parador. Moon. Bad Moon. Yeah, moon, more? moon 44. Moonraker. Moonraker. From the Earth to the Moon. First Man. Moonstruck. Yeah, all sure. those are better than this? Uh, yeah. You said Two Moon Junction, huh? Yeah. You said the best one. Who was in that? Sherilyn Fenn? Paper Moon. <laughs> Sherilyn Fenn and Richard Tyson, yeah. Richard Tyson up in here. What a beefcake that guy is. He's he's a he's a thick hunk of man, right? Is Richard Tyson from Kindergarten Cop? Is it the same? From Three O'clock High, yeah. Yeah, man. Is he still out there? He made the, he's yeah, of course. Richard Tyson. He's still out there. Yeah, he's got to be. He's not dead. He lives. He's made the beast working. with two backs like a man. <laughs> why do Why do you take that role? By the way, one Two Moon Junction. The acting. Or they're like, would you like to hunch over a Twin Peaks actress for three hours? Oh my God, he was the, the first thing that comes up for him is busted for harassment and boozing. He's got a mugshot. 2019 mugshot not looking too great. That's all right. Let's Did see who's still working. Is his hair long or short in the mugshot? Well, I mean, I'll give you one guess. Long. Yep. Hell yeah. Richard Tyson is still yeah. working. I'm gonna say he is 60. 60. Oh, go low. Yeah, 61. Close. Close. Almost cast as the lead uh, in The Irishman, but instead he is in Sally Floss, Digital Detective. So, yeah, he, he'll be, yeah, he could, you can watch him in The Slayer Chronicles Volume 1 if you really want to get your uh, Tyson on. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move. Let's He's, move on. He, he was on Twitter saying that he got canceled and he was like really up in arms about it. So, like, it's really derailed my, this whole cancel culture derailed my career in 1992. <laughs> this movie kicks off. In the past, January twelfth, twenty eleven, Nick. What were you doing back then when this movie kicked off? What were you doing on that date, specifically that exact date? I, I don't know what it was, but it was good. How many years ago was that? I can't do the math. I mean, it's eleven, right? Eleven years. <laughs> um, eleven years ago. What were we doing? I wonder. More of the same. Probably. We were buds. Anyway, so then it's it kicks off on that date in space. You got a couple astronauts outside of their ship. You got one inside, Holly Berry. Patrick Wilson on the outside with a, a soon-to-be-dead astronaut. A soon-to-be. We don't know that he died. A soon-to-be broken off from the group astronaut. Oh, he died. He got spun towards the Earth, and then they couldn't get him. And so they left him in space. If he's still alive... Um, anyway, so... Yeah, so they're doing, uh, they're, you know, Patrick Wilson's having fun in space. He's he's arguing with Holly Berry about the lyrics to Africa's Toto. Mm -hmm. Or Toto's Africa. Or Toto's Africa. Um, sorry, I'm messing up all, all day today, or all night. Yeah, Africa, I bless I bless the rains down in Africa. He thinks it's, I miss the rains or something? What is it? I, I think so. And so they argue, and that's the last thing that poor astronaut with no lines gets to hear before he gets... Um, Scissor kicked by an alien intelligence or some kind of alien defense system. I don't some, know what it is. Some it's an weird, alien. A nano, a nano creep from outer space. Nano creep. Yeah. It tries to kick him back towards the Earth. And, um, but I don't think he went into Earth's hot atmosphere. I think he went out into space. I think he spun off into space, yeah. And uh, then Patrick Wilson gets kicked back into the shuttle that is actually kind of hurt from this creature. And him and Holly Berry, they make it back down where to Earth. And then NASA discredits Patrick Wilson. You know, Holly Berry's been knocked out, so she doesn't get to see this creature or whatever this thing is take out an astronaut. And they 
discredit old uh, Patrick Wilson who's screaming about like space entities and they're mad at him because they're like it's just it was it wasn't a space entity it was just some kind of comet they're mad at him and yeah. so he gets fired he doesn't get to be an astronaut anymore right and his son uh, who gets to, is 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 watching this you know he's gonna get now he's getting divorced they're, they're applying a lot at the beginning of this but his wife's gonna they're gonna move him and the wife and the son and the son's really bummed out that his dad's going through this. And, did, you know, did you see that there's a scene when all the boxes are packed up in, in P. Wilson's house with his wife, you know, moving out of the house, and they labeled some of the boxes. Okay. I zoomed in. All right. There's a photo. One's labeled photo albums. Okay. Kids' books. Plates. Mm-hmm. Towels and Sonny's game. Very, Sonny's games. Very organized. Right. I thought. Mm-hmm. It's about time one of these disaster movies has a uh, broken marriage uh, at the core. That's a also an Emmerich staple. What is going to happen in this movie and does, I knew it, was that the wife is going to remarry a kind of an unlikable dude, and then that unlikable dude will get killed. Never happens. what happens in this. Does that happen? It happened in, tw- in 2021. 20, 2012. 2012. God damn. You're dyslexic today. I'm yeah. so bad. Yeah. 2012. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, who was that? Who was the... It was the actor who from Spotlight, right? Who directed yeah. Spotlight. Yeah. Tom McCarthy. Your brain still works. Yeah, McCarthy. And he's actually... Yeah, and so... Yeah, it's like the, the dad that replaces original dad, who is really the true hero and might be flawed, but is really the best guy, right? Yeah. The replacement unceremoniously killed always always so you have to wonder about because emmerich was in on the writing of this that's definitely a recurring thing for him does he have is this is he a divorced man wrong he's got to be right wrong he had to have been married when godzilla came out wrong and so he must be a divorced man wrong ute right ute ute is his wife she produces a lot of his movies right ute wrong yeah they did but they're they're newly they're freshly married wrong well, he's been he's been hitting that for years. Wrong. I don't mean to tell tales out of school, but Utta has been getting the Stupta. Wrong. You know Sanjay Gupta in this. <laughs> Emmerich was is maybe that a... it might be his sister or something. Then wait, is it actually Emmerich? Is Emmerich gay? Yeah. Things just took a turn. Omar de Soto is a is a man. It looks like a young man. Is this correct? Maybe he can't. Maybe he's a recent. Come uh, out of the closet, man. This is all I'm saying is he hasn't been married before. All I'm saying is this. This is blowing my theory out of the water. Then about him, I figured that he had maybe been. He's openly a gay. Man. He's openly gay. Yeah, so I thought maybe he was a divorced man, and then he was because it recurs so much in his films. Like I was wrong. Let's just. I'm gonna reel it back. I'm gonna reel back this zoom. Look, I'll put it back in the water. Is that what I, we have to do? Just kind of throw it back, catch and release this zoom. It better not affect uh, how you talk about him for the rest of this episode. What do you uh, mean? He doesn't get any different treatment now that we've had this revelation. He's still 100% responsible for all this good shit. No, it's like we zoomed in. Now we know. You know, and We don't have to know. It doesn't really matter. I just wanted to know if that was affecting... Why Why is that always coming up in his films? And maybe it's just lazy. Or maybe it works. It doesn't work. Because you know his films are international... Uh, mm-hmm. Aimed for the international market, America is sort of a, a cookie. Let's yeah. talk about the cast. I'm, I, I'm sorry, we didn't mention Patrick Wilson yet, and we certainly didn't mention Michael Pena. 
Pena, um, who who does play the replacement dad. You got and then M.A. Is that it? Dick Wakor. You got Halle Berry. You have you Halle Berry. Donald Sutherland. You oh, have, D. Sutherland shows up for like one scene. You got Michael mm-hmm. Pena. And uh, they do a weird thing. I don't understand why they did this to Holly Berry, but at the beginning of this film, they de-age her. And maybe they did the same thing to Patrick Wilson, like his his crow's feet or something that I didn't notice. But it's really noticeable on Barry. And then they don't do it later, and she looks fine. She looks young. And I, I wonder why they did that. They decided to, to, to spend the money. I just feel like they don't need to. I thought she looked a little synthetic in the second half. In the, in the I, I don't think she did. I, I, I think it's just really that first, you know, the 10 years, the 10 years earlier thing. I mean, let's face it. She is in stunning shape and is still a rocket, you know? So it's, I, you know, I get it, but it looked Had a like a blast making this one. She said she loved making this film. Of course she did. She didn't have to strip down at all. She didn't have to talk about toads and lightning. She all of the all the pitfalls were dodged. She did. It was a good couple of years for her. She did what she was in John Wick three. Mm-hmm. She's in this. I don't think they asked her to return for John Wick four. She didn't get killed in three, right? Was it three or two? I thought it was two. It was three. It was she had the dogs, right? I that was two. She was three. Uh-uh. Yeah, she was in it. So anyway, yeah, the premise is that this this weird alien intelligence fucked up the space shuttle and then burned into the moon, and then all this time later. Patrick Wilson's a, a laughing stock. Halle Berry is second in command at NASA. The other astronaut is somewhere in space. And <laughs> shit starts to happen. And it's yeah. up to our team of ragtag individuals to try to get the moon's orbit handled in an, yeah. in like a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, they don't have much time for sure. But, you know, before all this happens, before the things get serious, Nick, someone orders a pastrami madness. Of course they do. From a place called Angel's Burgers, hey, do you where remember, John Bradley yeah, somehow do, works. Do you remember the, the, the sauces that were available? That madness sauce? I don't know. What? Bar- barbecue, honey mustard ranch, and what the fuck? Because he gets a... Oh, he, yeah. He, he finds out. Call. Yeah, and the, uh, that's that's where the movie uses its F-bomb, PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. And an old lady is uh, the victim of that, having to hear she said, what was it? She said, what was that last one again? Yeah. Or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, so John Bradley's been doing, he does a little bit of, he fakes his way into some, you know, research areas. So he's, a, he's Woody Harrelson in 2012, let's just face it. And he's like, pretend to be a janitor, and he's he's uh, he's using thumb drives to copy files, I think. And then, anyway, he's got this idea, Nick, that the moon is a megastructure. Yeah, it's a big one. And that means the moon is hollow, and it's not really a, it's, 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 uh, it's it's a created thing. It's not a natural occurring thing. So it's a megastructure, and that's his big theory. And he's trying to get the word out. Um, and he sees an opportunity. He sees that there's going to be an astronaut at a museum, and he and he and he goes to to talk to old P. Wilson, who is that's all he can do now. Is he he doesn't work for NASA anymore. He just can make appearances, and he's a, he's kind of a drunk layabout. Right. Works on a works on a Mustang in his garage, mm-hmm. feeling sorry for himself, divorced. Midlife crisis, looking beautiful though. Yeah, of course he's charming. It's, it's Prince Orm. We're talking That's about right. Mm-hmm. What Tur- do you think of the name of, 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 of John Bradley's cat? What What do you think of that name? Talk about Fuzz Aldrin. Mm-hmm. It's. I think that they're very proud of that name, and they make I, a big deal about it. Can I level with you? Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't mind it. And in fact, John Bradley saying it makes me like it more. Like I think if it was another actor saying it. I, 
I don't think it could sell it as well. Why couldn't they just like if, be a if little Tom bit Hanks more, saying it, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Be a huh? little bit more subtle, like Mule Mule Armstrong, Mule Armstrong, or yeah. Do you know any a lot of astronaut names? Yeah, there's Gordo Cooper. You know, are you making it up? What was Fred Fred Ward's character in the right stuff? He was uh, Bert Cooper was Dennis Quaid. Sam Shepard was obviously the legend Chuck Yeager. Fred Ward. Hold on a second. I, I know his fucking name. I know a lot of these guys. I'm an astronaut knowledge guy. You know? It doesn't sound like it, you know? If, if Yuri, was, Yuri Gargarian? Yeah, he was the Russian, yeah, the first Russian. But hold mm -hmm. on, don't 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 hurt me. I'm, I'm getting this. Ed Harris was John Glenn. He had a great name. He died. That character died in a fire in the Apollo 12. Mm -hmm. Don't forget Sally Ride. Are you looking it up? No, I thought I knew Sally Ride. I'm looking at a list, but I'm not going to say anymore. You're, you, you're taking it as, a, as an affront. I won't do it. Alan Shepard. Oh, don't do That's Scott Glenn. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I, didn't, I didn't mean to say. I'm sorry. I don't look. I, I that slipped out. I will not. There's John Glenn. I won't do it again. I did already did John Glenn. Don't do yeah. it. I won't. I won't do Chris Hadfield. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. You know. Just don't say Fred Ward's. I know there was Gordo Cooper. I, I'll, it'll hit me. He was married to Veronica Cartwright. His name is just like licking me right now. And Lance Henriksen's character is licking me a little bit too. Yeah. And then obviously uh, Jim Lovell. Yeah, it's a good one because that was Tom Hanks's character in Apollo thirteen. Yeah, it was, it was. It's a. It's a perfect name. To, it's like. It is really good, actually. It's a great name. Let me try to get you there with like. Uh, okay. Wordplay. What does the wind do? Like what? What is it? What does the wind do? Gus Grissom. Nailed it. So yeah, we didn't have to. We didn't have to do much. I just did one oh, clue. And oh, you the, got there. No, the wind blows. Wait, what? I was gonna say gusts, gust, wind gust. Man, we killed it. Yeah, so Gus Grissom is like maybe that's the name like Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, but Gus Grissom, no no slouch in the name department. What a great name, Gus Grissom. You know, there was a time when kids knew the names of their heroes, the astronauts. Yeah. Not today, not today, man. Now they're more likely to know know the names of astromechs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I was going. I'm so good. Hey, R5D4, all right. No, I think they're more likely to know the billionaire assholes who own spaceships. P. Wilson, I know. P. Wilson in here, Patty Wilson, dodging landlords like COVID. Going out windows. His landlord knocking on his door, beating it to death, going, are you in there? You piece of pile, you didn't pay me. And Wilson escapes out the window on his Mustang, skedaddles off to this museum where John Bradley is holding court to a bunch of like middle school kids talking about megastructures. These poor kids, man. So P. Wilson shows up. John Bradley tries to, to kind of shellac him with documents. And uh, Pat Patrick Wilson calls the museum police on him. Like, Get this guy out of here. You know? Yeah. Get him out of here. Emmerich was hoping they could do the museum police spinoff if this was a hit. And, you know, you're and your whole time, you know that Bradley's on to something. You know that Patrick Wilson pushing him away early is is not the right thing. They're going to come back into each other's orbits very shortly, Nick, because guess what's going to happen? The moon. The moon's going to start going crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The moon's going to start leaving its orb, start moving around weird, causing some issues. Yeah. It. The moon starts getting closer to Earth, and the scientists of Earth, are worried. 
you know, they, that's not that's not a good thing when the mood gets closer. Apparently, I thought maybe it would be a good thing. Sounds cool to me, but it's not good. The movie um, decides for us that that's not a good thing. <laughs> and I was out there like, I don't. I'm look. I'm gonna hold my. I'm not gonna make any judgments. Right. Yet. Yeah. Even when you found out that it's going to be considerably less than a month before the moon absolutely smashes the Earth away. Mm-hmm. Still TBD. Do I even... I need more info on yeah. this. Like, you know, look, I know that Emmerich, you know, he, he he's not a fan of the moon getting closer to Earth. And in fact, he, he shows you through um, his wild CGI uh, concoctions... Everything goes nuts, and th- people die. Things get lifted off into the sky. Gravity goes haywire. Uh, storms, you know, fiery comets. We'll see. You know, what I'm saying I'm right. not so sure. Right. Here's anyway. how. We, here's how we know this is a Rowan Emmerich disaster movie. Bradley's mom is uh, sick, and he goes. He's real close to her. And he is. She's old. She's older. She's in a home. There's always um, an older parent, whether it be Judd Hirsch, or whether it be. A myriad in 2012, or I'm, you know, there's always that older character that one of the characters really has to take care of. Shakespeare is pop and anonymous, always, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bard Senior. Well, fuck yeah. Actually, anonymous is about Shakespeare didn't write his plays. Is that what that's about? I can't be bothered. Bradley does give us a super zoom when he visits his mom at her home. In okay. Home, in the home she's the staying at. Retirement community, let's she just had, say that. She has Alzheimer's. She does. As evidenced by that exact scene that every movie uses when they want to tell you somebody has Alzheimer's. Doesn't remember her son. They remember their son, and then they look away, and then they forget their son. Every mm-hmm. Alzheimer's movie. But he says, he gives her a, a, plant, a plant of rosemary... And he says, smelling rosemary can improve your short-term memory. That's his big zoom, but I'll tell you, he gives it to her. She knows exactly who he is. In the possession of said rosemary, having smelled it, forgets. So, is, this is movie she, so is he, a, did, he does bring some to her, huh? Yeah, this movie is a smear campaign towards rosemary. That's an obvious thing that's come out of it. Yeah, that sucks. That's why they were so up there, rosemary... Uh, stands were so up in arms about this film. I I I, I miss this. Yep. That's yeah. why that's why George um, that's why George Clooney boycotted it. Pinch yourself, Nick. Patrick Wilson's son is older now. He's a heartthrob. It's Charlie Plummer. Charlie Th- Plummer, who I saw in a pretty good movie called Spontaneous, I believe. Did, I, you, guys, did I, you see that one? No, but I saw him in a dick movie called All the Money in the World or whatever. He wasn't that. Was wait a minute. Is he Chris Plummer's kid? That's what I was saying to you on the phone. I think they're related, except I got bad news for Charlie. Chris is dead. Are you sure they were, you think, because they were in the same film. I bet I bet they're not related. We're all related, if you just go back to Adam. Despite sharing a surname and playing his grandson and all the money in the world is not related to Christopher Plummer, who had no grandchildren. Zoom in. What a waste of um, a great cock. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Christopher Plummer. Kind of a compliment. <laughs> I don't think it's been said much about him, but anyway, so this guy he he's in trouble with the law. He gets pulled over for joyriding with a friend. They're they're fleeing the police. Got drugs in the car. 
Um, I think there was a robbery that happened. It doesn't matter. He's in jail. Patrick Wilson tries to put a stop to it. Can't do it. Judge, he slams the book. Nick, he puts this kid in jail for at least the weekend, right? For for a while, for a week or something. Um, and so when the moon starts going haywire, Patrick Wilson's son's in jail. So he's got that extra thing to worry about. Yeah. And they don't have a relationship. Anyway, his son, by the way, his son is, his name's Sonny. And I hate it. Neil Harper. And I don't, I'm not understanding where they get the middle name from. I don't get it. I don't get the reference. Big, big fan of General Zod, Brian was. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Sonny Neil Harper. Playing Sonny Harper in here. And then Patrick Wilson playing... Brian. Um, Brian Harper, Halle Berry, Jacinda Fowler. Fowler. And John Bradley playing Casey Houseman. Yeah. Casey, I don't remember them calling him Casey much in this. No, and her character was originally going to be a man. And they changed it. Mm-hmm. But the the real the real talent to come out of this is the guy who plays her ex husband, M. A. Ikwakor. If you were to look into, <laughs> if you were to like look at like Nietzsche wrote about this dude, like he is the abyss, man. No personality, the... no soul in that eye. How fucking dare you! How dare you? My voice is shaking, Nick. He stops the government from nuking the moon in this. Yep. Without He doesn't turn the nuke key. Without fucking with an octave. You know why he says it? Why? And why he puts a stop to it? Why? My wife's up there. Yeah, ex-wife. I can't nuke the moon. Right. This is about to destroy the Earth. My wife's floating around in space. I can't nuke the moon. You know, he pulls a gun on everybody and he tries to say, "Look, I think I'm right." And they're like, "All right, it's the, fine." Now I'm going to spoil. Obviously, it's a movie microscope. The moon, the moon gets, the moon gets its comeuppance, right? It goes, it gets spanked back to its old zone. You know. <laughs> yep, you spoiled it. Yeah, you're right. It gets put back in its place. <laughs> It gets spanked back into orbit, right? In possibly the weirdest way. Like I, yeah. I didn't really. I stopped following it at some point. But maybe they should have shot it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think the... he fucked up. <laughs> should, I get, should I kill the moon? And I guess it would be a death. Yeah, because it is kind. Of, it's 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 an artificial intelligence. I mean, it's. Well, the moon is a, is a chassis. The intelligence was yeah. yeah. But then, right? Well, there's another. There's two intelligences. That's another huge thing about this movie. But we'll get there. So here's what here's where the movie lost me for a minute. Just a minute, though. Yeah, and you were back in right after that minute. One hundred percent. You time it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They throw that space mission together just simply too fast. Yeah. Too fast. Well, when you're on crunch time, you have to throw projects together pretty quickly. I mean, they, they didn't have much time. I'm a big fan of Deep Impact and the way that they have the whole escalation thing and there's, you know, you got yeah, there's debate. This thing, mm-hmm. have you ever watched, a, 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 I'm sure you've watched a shuttle launch on TV, right? Yep. If there's a mosquito mm-hmm. in, within a mile, they scrap the mission. <laughs> well, they do scrap the mission in this. Well, they don't. Well, I'm well they do, they do, and they send people home, but then they realize they have to unscrap it. Right. Because they say... 
Well, we'll never be able because one of the engines gone for the to, for the and so they but they're like, don't worry, the moon will pull it. They'll pull it towards us or to, towards itself. So we only have to have two engines. And they're like they write in that, it. Yeah, they write. And mm-hmm. we have zero crew to to prepare this ship and to help us launch. I mean, it almost it's almost a big fuck you to NASA. It's like, why do you have to have all these guys standing around on platforms mm-hmm. if they're not needed? You know. There's a bunch of guys in tab and lab coats that we don't need, is what this movie's telling me. A couple nerds tickling the computers. Yeah, they don't. I don't know. Maybe one thing I notice about this, by the way, if I zoom in, the PG thirteen. Uh, you had mentioned the F word earlier, right? So that they, whenever the the rating is, they always tell you why they gave it that rating. And this one had uh, bad language, or said just says language. You know, it says language and mounting moon terror. That's why I got rated PG thirteen. Are you serious? Those are the two things. Yeah. No, I am. I'm dead serious. Yeah. It says that mounting, mounting moon terror, which that's a spoiler in the in the in the parental advisory. It yeah. Mean, it means it doesn't deliver on that mount. It's you know it's, if it says moon terror fulfilled as a parental advisory, mm-hmm. but when it says mounting moon terror, you're like, well, I know what's going to happen. There's going to mm-hmm. be the you know cock tease of the moon. But nothing happened, you know. It's gonna mount. R.I.P. R.I.P. Christopher Plummer. Um. <laughs> so yeah, the Na- NASA and the European space agencies. Let's not get specific. They combine their efforts to send this discredited piece of shit astronaut back into space with Holly Berry, and um, I guess there's no other astronauts around, huh? So let's just throw John Bradley into there. John Bradley. Where did the rest of the astronauts go? What, what are they doing? Are there none that have trained, like, recently? They were, oh, that's not true. They send a few into space, and they get eaten by the... <laughs> that's what happens. They get eaten by the AI, the, the um, nanobite monster, the they, nano whatever. That's actually pretty brutal. It, it impales it through all their faces. Yeah, they put their... Uh, yeah, they go to see what's up with the moon, three of them, and then they find out. <laughs> and, and it kind of makes me pissed a little bit because they 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 kind of cover up what happened when Patrick Wilson went up there. Mm-hmm. Why? That's what I'm saying. Is like Nat, they find out later that they discredited Patrick Wilson and they covered up the footage of this thing. They I think that the excuse was NASA didn't know what to do and they didn't want to give the Earth mounting moon terror, <laughs> so they just they hid it. I can get next to that uh, argument. I mean, who cares about Patrick Wilson's life? If I were a scientific organization such as NASA, mm-hmm. I'd be like, we got a problem we need to deal with, like, post-haste. Maybe we should smoke out this, whatever this weirdie is, you know? Instead, they're like, well, let's just, it may not happen during our lifetimes. Let's just make Patrick Wilson look like a big douche. Where does this uh, thing hail from? Where does it, where is it, like, it comes out from a, an area of the moon. Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember the name of it. The Mar is the Marl Chrysium. Thank you. I think. Thank you. Thank you. And it might be the Mary Chrysium. Thank you. I might have a typo in my thing here, but anyway, it's nice. It's just nice to know a location on the moon. See a tranquility. The Mary. I think it's the Mary Chrysium. So, and so, do you any? Do you know any other moon areas, moon places, yeah. names? Do you know any? Of course. Uh, you talking about like sectors on the moon? Yeah, I guess is it a sector? In, in the likes of the Sea of Tranquility and whatnot. Yeah, Baptista's sternum is one of my favorites. You know, 
the Sea of Claude, Dust Place. <laughs> so I'm looking here. There's a bunch of seas up there. Sea of Tranquility, man, one out. But there's a sea of fertility up there. Sea of fertility. And there's also a frigid sea. Ooh. What kind of pervert up there naming yeah. places on the moon? Oh, and there, Big Dick Park. That's what there's one. Spread City. Holy cow. <laughs> Ocean of Storms. Vulvanite. <laughs> well, this is true. This is one Sea of Nectar. That even sounds perverted. Yeah. Who is this creep that was naming places on the moon? And then there's Mike's Hexagon, which is just very specific. It's too bad. I wonder if they wonder if is that set in stone those names? Can you can we get some rename? Can we petition? I think they should sell corporate sponsorships of those things. Yeah. You know, let's let's solve the hunger crisis. You know, let's get people to buy moon spots, you know? Let's pretend we're solving the hunger crisis and instead make everyone else that's rich super rich. You mentioned this scene where those astronauts get destroyed. They get killed, yeah, three of them. Oscar winner Halle Berry could not even muster concern while it's happening. Well, that's a pretty shocking moment. She's not even scratching her head confused. She expects it, you think? No, but it's just she didn't care. Before that, there's a scene where Patrick Wilson is forced to play Where's Waldo in a landfill because uh, he, okay. John Bradley gave him all these documents, and then when he realizes that he's actually right... Yeah, something's going he, on with the moon. He goes yeah. back to the museum where he was doing his thing and has to root through the trash... To find these documents and the security guard helps them very weirdly but the one thing i do like so they what's the big line in movies where something goes wrong and the astronauts are calling back what's the big line you know it. we have a problem houston we have a problem they they one upped it in this they replaced it in my mind that they've replaced it there's that you can no longer say that because we got a new catchphrase i'm down what is it houston you seeing this <laughs> pretty good right yeah Houston, you seeing this? That's right before the face gets uh, punched through the back of the skull by this this alien creature. And then Houston's the only one seeing. But and then there's this thing where they go. He goes to visit Mr. Bradley at this hotel, which somehow he's got secured meeting space at. Mm -hmm. Is that sure? And well, I, they they're having a meeting of the mega my fellow mega structurists. I know. Well, there's I was I wrote down take a drink every time they say mega structure in this movie because it's gonna be a long ride. But it's yeah. that's a weird scene, and then of course the river the the water starts to trickle at them. You know, that's like one of those movie trailer money shots where the water is the you you never want to see that right. Well, it goes to this pretty quickly where people are getting worried about the moon. Then all of a sudden, it's like almost like Emmerich was like, shit, I got to get my CGI destruction going on. And all of a sudden, the whole city's flooding is getting destroyed by like water, you know. And so, yeah, that's that's what's happening. So you're saying you see a little trickle before? Well, it's they're they're on they're a hotel. They have to go to the second floor or whatever to get away from yeah, yeah. the Well, they, John Bradley and uh, P. Wilson, he, P. Wilson has to, to, to drag... Bradley up from the waters, from the raging waters, and he man and and John Bradley managed to keep his glasses on. Good thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Zoom in. But uh, it's weird. Bradley feels that the moon is actually a megastructure that is fed by a captured white dwarf for energy, which is exactly what's happening. But <laughs> of course. But when you hear that, you don't want to hear white dwarf mentioned in a movie. You don't want to be hearing that. 
Mm-mm. No, they get sciencey in this. There, there's some there's some techno babble going on. Um, just reminds me of the brood again, you know. I'm glad they went there too, because I was like, this has to sound believable, or I'm not buying it. You know, I need to hear these guys say all this. This uh, I need to hear them say mega structures all the time. I need it all laid out for me before I can well, enjoy. Thank God Donald Sutherland exists because he is brought back to try to ev- evoke his JFK character and explain some shit for us. Mm-hmm. And he has a date with a gun, which is a weird thing. He's about to kill himself, and then Halle Berry shows up at his his place, mm-hmm. and he tells her he's got a... I don't know exactly how he words it, but he, he basically has a suicide planned. You're assuming, just from that, you're assuming that is a suicide thing. He might just have a date with a gun. That is very true. That would be awesome if they just cut it down to the film. He's sitting there with, at a movie theater. He's got it propped up in a seat with a bucket of popcorn in front of it. Uh, I thought you were going to say you know? that people are spraying the gun with a fire hose to get all the materials off of it. That's where you were going. His son was a that producer wasn't. on the film. Got his daddy to come on back. That's good to see. Yeah, I can't imagine if, if, if his son wasn't a producer on this, how would they ever get Donald Sutherland to be in here? Man, what a, what a stroke of luck that his son was connected to this because they otherwise would have just had to ask him. <laughs> Will you be in? The, oh, yeah, he's on his way. Yeah, I'm Donald Sutherland. I'm there. Yeah, no problem. Then I get to, but we get to see something I never knew I needed shortly thereafter, after their wet endeavor. We get to watch Patrick Wilson and, and our boy Sam Turley, whatever his name is. Yeah. In Sam bathrobes. Turley. In bathrobes hanging out in a hotel room. They get some cute stuff together. They're buddies a little bit. I like it. They're in bathrooms. They, they got a quick friendship. Yeah, I like it. You don't like it? I love it. Absolutely love it. So guess what? They get a they get pulled into this mission that we talked about. But did you like the little graffiti on the space shuttle? Yeah, some of it was pretty vulgar. Fuck the moon. <laughs> we didn't mention that movie. At the beginning, you're right. Yeah, did you like it? Loved it. By the way, that wasn't planned. Yeah. That, what do you mean? That wasn't that wasn't storyboarded. There was no art design. They just didn't realize Banksy was working nearby. <laughs> they just had to write into the story. Um, they're Emmerich's trying to s- tell you that things are unstable in the you know outer space, and things are unstable on Earth because he shows people. Like robbing a gas station, or and this guy's got a ton of money, and his buddy's like, money's worthless, and so you just they just throw, they just throw money. That, that's supposed to to signal to you that man society's breaking out. Houston, are you seeing this? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you seeing this? Yeah, yeah, all hell's breaking loose. I think people probably would hang on to money for a while. Like if you, you know, what I'm saying, I don't think it would be like someone told you. Money was worthless, and a day later, you're like, eh, all right. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. The only thing that would change is that I would eat people down to the threads to get their money. John Bradley, at the, whenever he they're talking to these poor scientists that are still looking at, like, the moon and they're confused why it's out of orbit, he tells them, he, he says, you still don't get it. Your rules don't apply anymore. We're dealing with the megastructure. And if I was one of those guys, I'd be mad. Yeah. I mean, explain to me what? Like, what? At least give me some. Let me Google or do a Wikipedia on megastructures before you lash out. Of course, I still don't get it. I thought that would have been a good moment for them to whip him. <laughs> Sounds dumb. That's what I would say. He's like, you still don't get it. There's a star and a 
Moon, the, the moon's fake. Moon, moon's electric, and it's like metal and shit. Let me catch up. Dust is just um, its fucking, you know, it's its five o'clock shadow. So, okay, well, you know, we got to fast forward through some of this, but, you know, the kid gets out of jail. Like Patrick Wilson makes so a deal, gets okay, his kid out of jail. So you're telling, you want to expedite, and you're mentioning that. I'm just trying to get to the point where this movie starts to split into two, right? And so what you have is you have this stuff in space that's kind of interesting with interesting actors, like people that you like. And then the world. And then you have the splitting time with uh, people fleeing to safety on Earth Get, that you just don't you don't care about that plot at by, all. Getting chased by this group of thugs you care even yeah, less Yeah, by about. these thugs, like these evildoers that are trying to rob them. And they come back in the movie three times. It's, I it's, couldn't believe it's it. It's a miracle. And then they are dispatched horribly violently, and you're supposed mm-hmm. to feel like joy and like pump your fists in the air at one point towards the end of the movie the the son has is trying to go rescue um the long dead now michael pena's character he's done he's done he's out of oxygen he dies the son tries to heroically go and he gets uh he gets um smashed by a tree and then he's under a tree but fine because well, is it because of the gravity? Yeah, the gravity's different. The moon's weird now. He's still trapped. He's trapped, but he's it doesn't hurt him. Is that what's happening? It's it's ridiculous. Jigs, Jigsaw would not approve. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And Halle Berry, by the way, is grumpy at Patrick Wilson when he comes back. Even when she finds yeah. out, he is one hundred percent right, and has suffered for a decade. For something he had nothing to do with, she still treats him kind of like shit. Which she didn't help him in court. Which yeah, blows my mind. Blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, well, their 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 relationship is fractured, and they both hold grudges. And she, even when she realizes that maybe she was wrong, she still can't let it go. I think it's a very human failing, Nick, and I I totally understood it. So I disagree with you. Cool. Did they did they ever? Hint at romance between them? No, because he was dancing his ass off at her wedding. They talked about maybe it's because he doesn't know the lyrics to Africa that she's furious. Yeah, is she still married to the to the this guy that you don't like? I think or is it is that they divorced think, as well? I think, I think it's a Roland Emmerich movie. Yeah. So they go to space, and uh, all these scientists that help them get there. There's like a handful. They get a helicopter. And are unceremoniously destroyed. They're destroyed, yeah. But the best part about that that scene, if when everybody's trying to escape, the gravity's all whopper jawed, like it's insane, and it's every, and they have to skip. What the word? They what, jump what, to skip to the helicopter. What word was that? Whopper jawed. That's a first for me. I've never heard of that. I think it's a word. It's adorable, but okay, no, the jump skip into the helicopter is magic. It's like maybe my favorite part of this movie because then I was like, and you kind of like these tech bros or these scientists, these two young, you know, friends, coworkers that were helping this mission. Then they hop, skip cutely to the helicopter and they get destroyed. I don't want them to die. I need to watch this movie again because I forgot about that hop skippings. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about, right? Of course. It's ridiculous to look at. It's like a tauntaun. Can I zoom in real quick on something? Uh-huh. Patrick Wilson's son, Sonny, mm-hmm. looks so unlike him in this movie. He looks adopted, and then it looks like the kid made a decision 
to have cosmetic surgery to look less like Patrick Wilson. <laughs> and the wife, the ex-wife looks like uh, something went wrong as well. I don't recognize her. I feel she's going places. I feel like we're going to start seeing her. Does she, um, does she live? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Her name is... Um, Good luck figuring it out. Carolina Bartzak. Yeah, and they got We Win You. And then they have a nanny in this. We Win You. Who kinda... Yeah, We Win You, of course. And she's um she's kind of the love interest for uh, Sonny. Um, yeah, Carolina Carolina Bartzak. Um, you remember you might remember her from Brick Mansions. Uh, you you may have seen her in Hall. I uh, you probably remember from Nose to Tail. Turns out the moon is a megastructure. They go into it. You see, they launch that ship. Oh, they, they they go. I'm sorry. They, was I? They go Is in, digressing? They go into space and they go into the they go into the moon after some failed attempts and they have to really struggle. Mm-hmm. Not go, before the by the way, not before the John Bradley admits that he has IBS. Which thankfully is never there's no delivery on that promise. Because mm-hmm. that would be one hell of an ending if they come but they're coming back to Earth dodging shit. You know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. IBS zoom in. You know what it stands for. I don't. Could you clue me in? Is it a TV station? TV TV company? I bought Stargate. No, it's... <laughs> but... They... <laughs> oh, it's worse than I thought. Okay, I thought that was irritable bowel syndrome. Okay. They go into the moon, and it turns out the moon is a megastructure and a haven, <laughs> and a haven for a sentient AI... That is being accosted by a mean AI. <laughs> yep, that's it. A, I do. You know, I have to say, what a surprise! I just figured the moon was just falling. That's what I went into this movie thinking that the moon was just hurting Earth. No, I didn't know it was going to be an alien movie. No, that's what. That's why I have to give it sort of a hand for for reaching beyond the stars, because it is a out there story, and then mm-hmm. and there's there's shades of the abyss and shades of Prometheus and other stuff. Contact. There's Fear. there's shades of all that shit. This thing tries to be really thoughty, and it, you know these guys are in another part of the galaxy. This this invasive nano species mm-hmm. jacked everything up, and then they launched the Earth was the, what became the Moon was the last of these settlements. Of course, we are just seedlings. You know, seedlings. These things pissed out onto the planet. You know. All the things you expect, but it's very surprising. Oh, yeah, did you mention there's a there's a galactic battle? There's a galaxy wide battle. That's did you say that that's been happening before time itself? Right. Yeah, things are shitty, and uh, we're just a small part of it. You know, we're they lay this all out. I don't know. I was kind of like checking my phone out a little bit. It's kind of neat. There's some cool shit. I mean, there's some cool shit up there, and and there is a line that destroyed me. Like I can't believe it. And Halle Berry has a truly funny line in this movie. Because mm-hmm. when they when they crash land into the megastructure, they're all knocked out. Bradley and, and Halle Berry wake up after mm-hmm. Brian, and he's not there. And they are empty in the megastructure calling for him. Right. And she's like, Brian! 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 And Bradley says, Brian Harper! Brian Harper! And then Halle Berry says, how many Brians do you think there are in the moon? Which I thought was 
It's a good line. The best. Worth Here's one thing that, that, that bothers me, okay? I'm just going to lay it out there, and it actually really does make me mad. So they get... The moon is a shell, right? There's stuff going... There, it's, it's a container for all sorts of cool shit, all sorts of tech, and alien hallways and writing, and it's just like, oh, this is cool. wonder what the aliens look like. Testify. It's going to be real neat to see. It's going to be real neat to see. So instead... Brian wakes up in a white room, and the aliens decide to project themselves as his young son. Instead of showing us how cool do they look, I want to see what they look like. The filmmakers balk. They're like, anything we create is going to suck. So we'll just, we'll just have this little son projection, and he says, I'm a construct from your mind. David Morse. Fuck that. David Morse. I want to see the aliens. David you know? Moore, man, Contact. I know, I know, exactly. It made me mad in Aliens, although I do like Contact. I thought it would be great if uh, they did look fucked. You know, they look dumb and weird and gross. And they're like, uh, I'm bashful about my dumb face. This is why. If you were to you look know, like at me, you shit yourself. I'm a construct from your mind. Like, you, how do they pick the sun? Like, you know, you. what if you're thinking of, you just watched, like, Charles in Charge rerun or something before yeah. you went to space. Like, it was on the hotel... A cookie, and, you know, a cookie crisp commercial. Yeah, like give me something a little different. Anyway, so then the then this kid narrates this whole thing about like space battles, and you know he really just tells P. Wilson all about this stuff. And he's like, "You got to save the moon, man. You got to fend off the evil AI and save the moon." Uh, that's right. And and keep in mind, like all these missions, they've been trying to carry this EMP device close to the nano bitch to drop yeah. drop them and that's that's you know that's what they're dealing with I got the name of that EMP device it's the ZX7 which stands for the Zulu X-ray 7 Nick thank you it's a prototype EMT device you're Just unbelievable oh, that's, that's a different one never mind it's an EMF device <laughs> meanwhile this kid goes on and on this construct and he he finally levels with P Wilson with Something I think that we all connected to. I, you know, the audience probably gasped when they heard this. I'm the operating system of, of your moon. Wow. That's pretty hot. Written by Anonymous. <laughs> so save the moon, save Earth, Nick. That's a, that's the directive. That's Hey, that's, you know, that's true. Meanwhile, down Earth, well, one man can do Patrick it. Wilson's son has a tree on him. <laughs> Got a big old tree on him. Swing away, Meryl. Yeah, and but um, it's the tree is lifted by the gravity. There's like what are those gravity? What do they call those things? Gravi- gravity waves or gravity? Those things that kill the helicopters, like gravity piss. What do they call that stuff? There's a cute word that they come up with. Gravity geysers. Um, I don't know. There's all sorts of dumb shit that's happening. I think it was gravity geysers. You gotta wonder too. They save her. Like let's get let's get they save her. John Bradley sacrifices himself. He does. Well, Pete Wilson's plan is he's going to suicide. He's going to suicide EMT this, this ship into this evil AI. John Bradley nuts up, and he says, I'm doing that instead, baby boy. Right. And uh, Patrick Wilson pretends to go. He's like, no, don't. No, <laughs> let me do it. <laughs> no, oh, no, I guess you can't. We can't swap now. Shoot. I guess you have to sacrifice yeah, yourself. Yeah, and then shit. He does, and then our, and then John, 
John Bradley becomes the AI's avatar. He becomes Cort- so you, Cortana, you know? That's the last scene, is you... So when the, so then they save the moon. Right. Who's still raking got havoc on Earth. I mean, there's all sorts of craziness happening. And, uh, you know, this nanny lifts this tree off with the help of the moon, the gravity uh, off the sun, and they run back to the shelter, but not before Emmerich throws in a gigantic ship at them and then a, a train. And then they decide they can... The ship like destroys the road they're on, and they jump over it with the super jump. Insane, yeah. There's and a, they're holding hands. I don't think there's a think. lick of sunlight in this movie. I don't remember anything happening during the daytime. You know why? Other than the visits to the museum. I'll give you one reason why. It's the Moon's movie, Nick. <laughs> Finally. It's the Moon's chance to, to shine, okay? You're right. There's no time for the sun. You're right. Top build, moon. Plenty of time for the sun in this story, though. Sun, Cameo, and, sun. And his name is Sunny, which makes it even more infuriating. Yep. Yeah, so they, they do it. Moon is averted. And uh, and then they look up in the sky. The moon's there. But what? it is a megastructure. Looking cool as fuck. It has gotten rid of its 5 o'clock shadow. Looking metal as hell. Yeah. Which I am, everybody's high, everybody's high fiving on Earth. We got a new moon. It's looking tough. Everybody's celebrating. Everybody's, every, everybody celebrates for about eleven seconds, and, mm-hmm. and then they shit their collective pants. Aliens are real. We're fake. Mm-hmm. The moon's fake. Shit, evil shit is in space coming after us. They're like, I wish the gravity of the moon was coming towards Earth and we were going to collide. I don't want to know all this. And now we got this big old pill to swallow. Tell you what, sequel to this movie, it's going to be martial law. You know what I'm saying? So, Patrick Wilson giving everybody the bad news that John Bradley's dead. Then so, you know, he finds out that Tom, Michael Pena's character, who he didn't really like anyway, but he's dead. Everybody's bummed out. And then they cut to the moon. And John Bradley, who blew it up, blew it up real good, all of a sudden is, appears in a white room. And he's kind of like hologramish a little bit and the moon informs them the moon ai informs them we scanned your consciousness you're you need now live here and you're we have to prepare for the upcoming war or something and bradley is thrilled because he you know fuzz aldrin's there recreated his mom's there they recreated his mom in the wheelchair they couldn't they recreate his mom but they kept her in the wheelchair still, still has alzheimer's yeah um, she keeps calling it Venus. Oh, are we in Venus? No, mom, we're in the moon. Yeah, so he he gets to live as a as like a, a hologram that can think and do stuff and help. He's thrilled. He's not he's not dead, so to speak. Yeah, he's like this does not affect my odds of getting laid at all. Not a lot of moon songs in this. Like I thought maybe we'd hit like um you know like David Bowie song at some point or like the Bangles would redo you know just another manic moon day. Or something, you know. I mean, these are these are gifts to the listeners. You know, ground control to Major Tom P. Wilson <laughs> battling an IA in space. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's pretty good, right? Or to actually ground control to Major ground control to Michael Pena's character Tom. <laughs> Come on, man! When the moon literally hits your eye, <laughs> like a big. Piece of AI, that's some more. <laughs>
man, they could have gotten Rebecca De Mornay to play Halle Berry's role. It could have really taken this whole thing together. But yeah. instead, it ends, and we are sated. And I think the reason there's not a lot of Moon songs is Emmerich didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to cheapen the film. Hmm. You don't think so? A, yeah, he wanted to keep it yeah, sterile. I think it's a missed opportunity. You know, it's a wonderful night for a, you know, little Van Morrison in here. Yep. But I guess that I guess that song was in an American Werewolf in London, right? Like of course they so used that in there. Yes, they did. Yeah. What about Full Moon on Monday? A little Duran Duran. Ooh. Duran Duran would work, yeah. But the problem, maybe he nixed it, it because Blue Moon. Ran... It's Blue Moon on Monday, isn't it? Yeah, Blue Moon. I think it's Blue Moon. It's New Moon on Monday, you rapidly aging fox. And maybe he was just like, yeah, but... You know, we go past Monday in this. Shit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. The space mission starts on Tuesday after they decide the moon mm. is fucked on Monday. I'm just saying, throw a moon song in. That's all I'm saying. Or at least, like, show a picture of Gabriel Luna. You know, just something. <laughs> a moon tune. That's why. Is, is Emmerich on um, Twitter? I'm sure. I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna tweet at him. No moon tunes in this in your movie? No moon tunes? Yeah. You fuck. <laughs> Look. Inside the megastructure is a tattoo parlor. You hear the whirring sound. It's time for you to get a, something put on your body from Moonfall. What you do, what yes. Doing? Oh man, I, I got. I know which one. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna get the tattooed on my shoulder. The, the grandma or the the mom, John Bradley's mom, who's in the wheelchair, right? Right. And she's always holding that cat. But I'm gonna switch it. Cat's in the wheelchair, and there's a tiny grandma on the cat's lap. <laughs> what do you think? I love it. Peace, you got a big puss. Peace, you got a big puss. Peace, you got a big Peace, you got a big puss. Peace, you got a big And uh, what, yeah, so people will come come at you and, you know, you'll be at the gym or whatever and they'll say, oh my God, that is so cool. It's like juxtapose two Moonfall characters. You get fist bumped them and go about your business. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm waiting to happen. Yeah, just, just, I'll know the true Moonfall fans. Right. You know, when I get a, when I get a fist bump for that tap. I'm doing the same exact thing, except even I'm digging even deeper for the Moonfall fans. Yeah. Okay. So on my shoulder, I've got a, a a square, an empty box, an empty, just an just like a the, a square outline, and the real the real fans will know. Like, oh, is that the memorial that they had for the people in the helicopter? Yes, it is, my friend. Disregard, and then and then I high five them, and we go back to chicken salad chick. <laughs> By the way, Kaspersky in this. Oh yeah. The, did, did you Kas, little product placement? Kaspersky, Kaspersky antivirus was on a billboard, and it shows up later too. Which is that still a thing? Because I think that's from. I must be. Yeah, I I think so. Because that was a contender until Big Norton came in and took a big swing. Well, I think it was always kind of positioned as the the, the antivirus that they do the work. You know, what I'm saying that this is the most up to date one. That's some open source shit. I don't know, but it's Kaspersky, man. Friendly ghosts. Anyway. Yeah. So, look, the movie's over. The credits have rolled. But lo and behold, there's a little treat at the end. A little Moonfall stinger. Mm-hmm. I actually have two stingers. First stinger is um, the astronaut from the beginning of the film. You, we see him drifting in space. He's still out there. He's checking his watch. He's like, I don't think they're coming. I don't think they're coming for me. But then ten year, and then it says 10 years later, and he's still like looking at his watch. Like, Then he freezes forever just as the shuttle with p wilson smashes through his body on its way to the moon it's pretty great right mm-hmm. and then the, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the next stinger is um it's at the uh, assisted living home they've rebuilt it and uh, the mom is in her chair and the skeleton of fuzz Aldrin is in the corner no one there to feed him 
And then mom forgot he existed. She's like, what is a cat? <laughs> Poor Fuzz Aldrin. Um, my extra scene is John ba Bradley, they cut back to him. And he's in the superstructure. He's in the megastructure. His dream come true. He's starting to look a little nervous, though. He's he's eight hours in and not much going on. And starting to look a little bored. He's like, hey, you know, Moon, hey, when are we going to get started on this planning? You know, he's like, hey, don't rush. The moon's like, hey, don't rush me. I'm still putting some things together. Hey, cool your jets, man. You know, I just, we just had like, a, I just lost my enemy here. We just got, the enemy got destroyed. I got to just chill. So then it, so 10 weeks later, he's still there. And he's like, hey, I don't want to disturb you, but, um, you know, I had requested that maybe you could like render a yo-yo. You promised that maybe you could <laughs> do something and, uh, He's like, I'm working on it. That's it. That's my the poor John Bradley board in space. It's an hourglass, like turning over and over the icon. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, and then it's 10 weeks later, and then the moon A is like, I couldn't render the yo-yo. <laughs> we tried our best. He just sees three dots, which indicates that it's it's started typing something. The good news is everybody on Earth is having fun without you. And, and you're a huge hero to the ladies down there. So Could you render me a, a, a love interest? Could not render but you could render my mom. Yeah, we could do that. That's can you? It's no problem. Can you attach us. a string to my mom, please? Could not render. <laughs> Film's over, <laughs> but they made a sequel. They're giving you the budgets, man. Escrow happened, oh, man. Yeah. What would your sequel to, to uh, Moonfall be? Well, my sequel to Moonfall would be Moon Summer, right? <laughs> Killed it. The AI Moon, the AI mega structure goes on vacay on Earth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hits a beach. Well, the beach hits it. Apparently, <laughs> that's the case. Kicks its heels up on a on a on a, on a beach chair, sipping a daiquiri mm -hmm. uh, as everything gets sucked into a vortex around it. <laughs> but you know, it's moon summer. It's a, what about you? It's a big statement on, on on alcoholism and its danger. Mine is uh, takes place shortly after this, and the white dwarf gets homesick. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's inside. Sorry to hear it. Yeah. It's captive in the megastructure. It's homesick, so it decides to suck itself back towards its home galaxy. It sucks Earth with it. Mm -hmm. So now Earth and the Moon are hightailing it through space, and it's not everything's great. I mean, it's it's weird because the days are different and all that, but we're everybody's alive. Unfortunately, the the white dwarf, uh, the galaxy it's from, is made of knives. So we're in for a surprise. Mm -hmm. We go. We go right into all these knives. Like that's a planet. <laughs> Sucks. Oh, it does suck. Yeah. Um, uh, you've been given the uh, ability to have your own product associated with Moonfall. You're in the business of business right now. Well, I wanted to tell you something real quick. The right one of the writers on this movie um, also wrote. I think his name is Spencer Cohen. He actually wrote something that you love, which is it's, so maybe he actually has some chops. Can you tell me what that was? Yeah, Macklemore, Macklemore's Big Surprise TV special. Remember Macklemore, the the rap, the white rapper? Remember him. Who had like a, yeah. had a hit like, you know, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. some, something about a thrift shop or something. Yeah, he wrote that. He also worked with Pena before. He wrote Extinction. Do you remember that movie? That was the, one of those Netflix like type things that was supposed to mm -hmm. be a... Look. Yeah, Walk Don't Run. What's your business? Go ahead. I'm doing Gummy Brian's. You know, like little to celebrate his heroism. Uh, yeah. Put a confection out there in the wild. You can get it in a 
candy form or CBD form. Delta eight, if you want. Little Brian, get high on Brian. You know, high on Brian. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's just him in, ca- in astronaut casual. You know, basically, it's like it's a gummy re- effigy of him in astronaut casual wear. You know, it's maybe his uh, you know Saturday astronaut clothes for flip just for hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Soft helmet, you know, maybe. But uh, <laughs> his, den- his denim helmet, you know, just to capitalize on his successful mission to save Earth from the moon and eat those things. And they come in a variety of flavors like cherry and grape, you know, mm. strawberry, apple, sour apple. But there's one flavor that doesn't make any sense. And, the, and Ferrara Pan never really kind of cops to why they have doll meat as a flavor. <laughs> they never explain that's it. That's the best-selling one, of course. Uh, yeah. Gummy Brian's. I'm doing Moonfall Monopoly, Monopoly edition. Nice. Or Monopoly edition, Moonfall edition. Yeah. Do not pass. Whoa. And it's yeah, and it's so it's like Monopoly, but every place you can land on is smoldering and devastated. <laughs> no matter what piece you know, you roll, you know the dice, and no matter what piece you land on what place, what part of the board, your opponent then smashes your game piece with a hammer. <laughs> That's, and then, yeah, so there's... doesn't come with much money, because money, you know, they, what, you know, there's just a couple ones, but money's worthless in this world, right? right? right. And then it's made by Milton and John Bradley. So you're, <laughs> you're just trying to... The goal of the game is just to get smashed less than your opponent. I think this is a good work. That's what beer pong's rules are, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the, all the pieces are just Different uh, Roland Emmerich at different ages in this career. <laughs> That's cool. It is cool. And, Thank and you. I, and for super zoomers, I know Parker Brothers made Monopoly. Look, you're in the movie. You've been inserted mm-hmm. to the right time of Moonfall, and it is your turn, man, to shine. What shade does your performance take? I'm playing a character named Justin Waddell. The best. Just walking on the street, moon pieces, city-sized moon pieces falling onto the earth. Everybody's screaming, everybody running to cover. I'm hands in pockets, walking in the street, whistling that tune. No problem. You know why? why? Somebody duck, ducking and covering behind a truck, underneath the truck, goes, what are you doing, man? It's raining hell. It's raining moon on earth. I'm like, I did my work, man. I was, I was part of the movie Microscope. My work is done here. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. You, you died. You died clean. I accomplished. Yeah, you're dying clean. We're good here. And then, okay. and then Earth save, and you start just bawling your eyes out. Fuck! <laughs> I gotta zoom in again. Fuck! Person, person on the truck's like, "What did he say? Movie microscope podcast? Never heard of it." <laughs> All right. Only one internet server got hit with a moon piece, and it was the one housing that thing. Well, I'm obviously a false prophet. The week, the week before everything went to shit, uh, I posted on mm-hmm. Twitter that the moon was gonna go out of whack and fuck us. And I was joking, dude. But when that news breaks, all of a sudden, I am getting groupies everywhere. I am being lifted above the crowd. You know, they are all over me, and I am milking the daylight. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going nuts. You know, i got to peel these people off. And uh, my body is getting filled. Okay. Yeah, I got... So you're tra- you're partaking. You're not turning anybody down. It's... I don't... I unplug the TV. I am just... I've got... There is not... Oxygen is not getting in or out of me. I am getting plugged <laughs> a lot, <laughs> every way you can imagine. Not there's no air passing. Sure. Uh, and I am just giddy. My eyes are rolled over. I'm just enjoying the daylights of it. And 
I don't know what ends up happening. Like it cuts away from my character after about an hour mm-hmm. of straight Sodom and Gomorrah. But I hope the moon. Maybe I maybe I wake up the next day and the moon. You know we're alive and I I'm exhausted and I can't move about normally because I'm seriously juiced out. But kind of happy. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I flipped the dice. I rolled the coin. You know. Yeah, I was wondering where that orderly took uh, John Bradley's mother. <laughs> When they left the retirement community, I guess I know what their destination is now. Mm-hmm. It's just like the shunting. My character is less sad than yours. Less sad than, than mine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did seem to hit the cosmic lottery on this. I really did. I guess. Yeah. I mean, people really paying you attention. Yeah. And it doesn't, I mean, it sounds like you're kind of taking advantage, obviously, of your newfound fame, but it also doesn't sound like you're doing evil things, I guess. Not. Like, you're not really, are you manipulating no, people? No, no. these just... Because I mean, I maybe I maybe I'm a little high on my own supply too. It's like maybe the higher being, you know, was the person that made my fingers move on on my you know iPhone four. Well, yeah, I guess you are taking advantage of it because you did just hit the lottery on guessing guessing that, and now you're pretending that you're kind of some kind of soothsayer. You know what I'm saying? I can't see because there's nothing that's not inside me. Uh, <laughs> Look, uh, you have to incorporate something from Moonfall into your everyday life. Mm-hmm. What ritual will you take about with you moving forward? I mean, there's one thing that I know that going forward I'm going to incorporate. Sure. And talk about at parties. The, an iron strong, unbendable belief that the moon is a megastructure. <laughs> and I will not be dissuaded or talked out of it. The moon is hollow and filled with alien tech. That's what, that's, that's what I'm incorporating into my life. So... The, that's that's a promise. So there are uh, there's a couple of people that I interact with that cannot have a conversation for more than five minutes without talking about their go bag, you know, which is like the end of the world go bag. Like if something goes wrong, that right. this is what they. Yeah. Do you have a go bag? By the way, I do not. Fuck no, I don't even have a stay bag. I mean, I throw. I could quickly throw some socks and shirts and pants into a bag. I know that I can do that under a few minutes. But I'd start to I'd start to freak out. I'd have nothing prepared beyond that. No, my, you know, I cannot. No, I, I would not. I don't want to go. I'm just staying. I, I'm yeah. that guy on Mount St. Helens. That's me. Everybody here is the moon is falling down, devastating the earth. And everybody is just kind of running around trying to to outrun the moon's devastation on Earth. Like you can't really do it. Just love the one you're with, man. Sit in the room. I'll just stay put. Yeah. yeah. My ritual is similar to yours. Every time I look up, I sort of flinch. Yeah, because I'm thinking either I'm going to get hit by debris or I'm going to see a megastructure. So just I try to keep my eyes averted as much as possible. Because every time I look up, I'm like, you know, expecting debris and expecting a megastructure. You're going to have more expectant looks in your life, right? Like oh shit face, kind of like that kind of thing. Yeah, just like I'm always cautious. I'm always cautious. You know, I'm always mm-hmm. really trepidatious looking up towards. Somebody says, "What a lovely moon!" I'm, I'm like, I'm going to start to you know dry heave and and get nerfed Got like m-o-o-n-t-s-d or something do you think that's a way to fight a were- werewolf that's more f- effective than silver bullets by the what? way it's about to rip your throat out to say uh, by the way the moon's a megastructure and then it just instantly reverse to human i think no what it does is it, 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 werewolves are, are aliens that they're like the apex species on earth they, they're not powered by some it's a lot easier to believe that a megastructure is running their batteries Okay, you think? Yeah, you're wow. Yeah, werewolves all of a sudden have a fucking leg to stand on. That's that's a juicy thought. I'm gonna I'm gonna mull that over. 
Last but certainly not least, look, you've been on this island gathering debris from all these films for the, all these many years, and now it's time to take something from Moonfall. Right. What you got with you? Such a good question. Do you have any ideas? I'd like to think my moon, my moon, I'd like to think that my island is somewhere far away from America, in a, a foreign land. You know, the ships that pass could be Russian, could be Scandinavian, could be Japanese, whatever it may be. I like the unexpected nature of it. I like the diversity of it. So I'm going to take uh, We Wen You to my island. The nanny. The, the, the nanny that, 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 at the beginning, for some reason, they paint her as like kind of sinister. But I, I guess it was just a, a mistake because she's not a sinister character. She's well-educated. She's worldly. She probably could help me if I were to you know, translate or you know, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. So I, I have her there, kind of a breaking case in an emergency kind of situation. She's there if needed for anything. You know, like, it's just, it's just like, would you rather need it and not have it, or would you rather not need it and have it? You know? Mm-hmm. And I have it. Okay. Word for her. <laughs> when, when you, who I believe is a singer as well, correct? Well, the, the, the soothing sounds of the night will be pierced by her soothing singings. Well, you know, she'll be there to, to kind of just make the day go by a little quicker. Sweetheart, I'm taking. I, you know, I I was attempt, attempt tempted to take uh, that box, um, one of the boxes that was labeled from the move, because that'd be kind of fun to open and see what's in there. You know, especially I know towels and and kids books are kind of meh, but Sonny's games, you might have get get some good games in there. You know, like I don't know, High Ho Cherio might be in there. Shoots and ladders. But anyway, I'm not doing that. I'm taking I'm taking a move that Patrick Wilson does in there. You sure you don't want to take Sonny's games? Because it would have been one of the great rope-a-dopes in history. Why? That's just Sean Colvin's lyric sheets. <laughs> Sonny came home? For the mission. Patrick Wilson pop, pops and locks in space. Excuse me? Do you I don't remember. This is not a hardcore. What are you talking about? At the beginning of the movie, he's having a little fun out there, and he starts to pop and lock. What? Wait. In his, in his, in his. They show him. They show his, him doing it to himself. Yeah, he does the little. You know, oh, okay. Is that what that's Okay, I do a much different. <laughs> and he, um, in his, in his astronaut suit, uh, in space. Actually, one of the last things that dead astronaut gets to see is Patrick Wilson doing that, and obviously very slowly in space. And I would just take that. Including the speed of it to my island at the you know Patrick Wilson space move space dance move. How would it help you? I mean, how wouldn't it? That's right. It cheer me up. Yeah. And if like there's deadly creatures on my island, and if I start doing weird stuff like that, they tend to flee. So it, it saves my life as well. But you know, also keeps me in shape. It's a good exercise. You know, it's it's sort of funny. It's starting to all make sense to me now. Like you, sometimes they'll take somebody's you know mindset or their expression or their you know you're it follow you're yeah. it follows you're it follows sitting on that island. I mean, it could be it, or maybe it's just like they always want. Maybe I want to be something else. You could have gone there too. I want to be someone else. No, you're like this weird like like vampire of, of, of that just steals. You're it follows just roaming that island, borrowing borrowing stuff from bodies yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the horrific one. Yeah, that's it's me. You took when when. <laughs> I didn't take the giant from Game of Thrones. <laughs>
let's go Sit up straight so I don't knock it Like a home, but here come the wind to blow it all down on my way to turn the tide. But my snapbook got me down. Water coming in from all sides, I cannot satisfy it. My snapbook got me down. For a war, but now it's time to spend it Satisfying My snapper got me down